comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Ichabod Crane. Welcome to the Ichabod Cranecast, the podcast that recaps each week's new episodes of the Fox television series Sleepy Hollow. I am Aaron, and with me is Brandon Peters. Hello. And Maxwell Haddad. Sup, sup. All right, this is, we're back uh, for another week. We're talking Two about... weeks in a row we did? No. Yeah. And uh, tonight we have episode eight of season two, Heartless. Uh, Maxwell, what's this episode about? Well, this episode, Aaron... Uh, Crane and Abby set out to take down a succubus whom Henry has sent out to drain the life forces of its victims. Yeah, that's what we get. We get a succubus episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's just fun to say succubus, really. Uh, it is fun to say succubus, and uh, it's another one of those uh, creatures that uh, every uh, you know show of this ilk has to check off its box at some point. You know, well, we'll do a succubus episode. Sounds good. Let's do it. Got one of those going. Although, uh, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but before we get to all that, let's um, let's do let's do our uh, let's do our other segment that we do on this show. Get that over with because I believe I'm the only one that's watched this week. But with that said, let's do a little Gotham Corner. All right. So I've I'm the only one that's watched the new episode of Gotham this week. Apparently, although I didn't see the apparently like the preview for next week's episode, but Brandon has. I did. Okay. Um, so I'll go into my thoughts on this week's Gotham first. This week was uh, the Mask, and um, uh, overall, it's like an, it's a small origin story to bl- the character Black Mask in the the Batman Rogues Gallery of villains. Overall, I it's a it's a bit of a downstep from the last two weeks, which were quite good. I wouldn't say it's a bad episode. I just think it's back to kind of doing things that don't make the most effective episode of Gotham. With that said, I do think that they're they're kind of acknowledging things that took place in the last couple of episodes that make sense for the show. So it is building. So that's like overall, it's like an, it's like an average episode, and but it's still better than kind of what we were getting in the kind of earlier stages of the season so far. But yeah, that's my thoughts on that episode. Uh, Brandon, what do you think of the this preview? This was a special preview for next week's Gotham, right? It was, the, it was a, the introduction to Harvey Dent, and it was, I mean, every, it had a lot of the same problems I've had early on with trying to, like, hit the nail on the head way too hard with, like, who people are and trying to be all slick about it and then, like, overdoing it. It's a, it's a scene where he's trying to be a good guy, talking to some youthful kid about keeping off the streets, and they... Have, of course, have to have the coin flip and over-explain that. And, uh, is it in 3D? Do we have to put glasses on? I did, it was not in 3D. It was in 2D. <laughs> okay. um, I don't know if you if you could smell If you got up close, you could smell Harvey Dent if you were close enough to the screen. I didn't do that close. But, yeah, it was just like, yeah, it was, you know, it's an out-of-context scene. But from what they showed, I was like, ugh, please stop with the, like, way on the note. I think people are pretty familiar with Batman people that they don't have to... Like, overdo it like they do. You know, Batman's been a part of us, you know, part of pop culture since, you know, at least hardcore since the 60s. And people know who these characters are. 
it's a weird kind of balance, I guess, where, I mean, you could say everyone knows who a lot of these people are, and yet, that, I mean, that's mostly true, I guess, but it's still like a show that has to, I guess, dig into things. But yeah, I mean, subtlety would be nice <laughs> yes. for Gotham. Oh, Harvey Dent, he's so two-faced. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, I mean, uh, average episode of Gotham, and Brandon wasn't too pleased with the scene that we saw in the next <laughs> episode. So there you go. Stirring thoughts for, for, for Gotham this week. And uh, I guess that's the place to end Gotham Corner. All right, so back to Sleepy Hollow things. Uh, Maxwell, do you have the ratings for this week's episode? I sure do. Uh, as uh, has been the trend over the last couple of weeks, the ratings number is consistent at a 1.5. However, uh, the show had a pretty decent uh, uptick in overall viewers to 4.65 million. So, yeah, have, uh, a couple more people checking out this episode uh, than last week and the week before. Um, but the uh, you know the ratings of what they really care about is staying consistent. So not so bad. Uh, if I were to be a little predictive, I think the show will get a third season, and you'll uh, still be hearing us uh, next year. So hope you don't get too sick of us right. when they're going to do uh, 32 episodes of <laughs> Sleepy Hollow and, uh, and continues 13 to 18 to 32. I hope not. I mean, I did see. I was scrolling through my Facebook feed today and there was like an Entertainment Weekly article on like six things to do to fix Sleepy Hollow. So I, I guess some people aren't too enthused with this current season. Which I think we've had similar complaints about. Not that we yeah. dislike I mean we're still doing this podcast. So it's not like we've turned on the show, but at the same time we have acknowledged that it's basically I mean certain elements still work very well, but the show is Suffice to say, not as good as the first season. Is that fair? Should have kept it to twelve episodes. And uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree, it's not as good. But just to Brandon's point, I mean, it's easy to say should have kept it to twelve or thirteen episodes. However, even if it had been the full eighteen episodes, if they had a more uh, a, an overarching narrative with a little more momentum that just kept going. You know, we were joking last week that it's kind of become like uh, Inspector Gadget in uh, uh, the Henry's Doctor Claudus, yeah, yeah, and that that you know that continues. So, uh, I mean, maybe they just sort of wrote themselves into a corner with this Henry. I don't know. We'll see um, what go. You know, next week will be the halfway mark of the season already. Um, so we'll see how it, how things progress. Maybe there'll be a a turnaround. I'm sure we're due for a hiatus at some point with the holidays quickly approaching. So. We should be. Uh, yeah. It's funny you say uh, you you um you're basically you're, you're countering Brandon's too many episodes with basically write better. I mean that's where we're kind of <laughs> <laughs> we're in this weird kind of zone. But what I, I think the this season still has nailed, um, and why I think the writing in in some cases is still quite good is the characterizations are, are really strong. Stronger than a lot of shows, and um, the jokes and and uh, the fish out of water stuff is still really good, and the emotional moments are good. But um, yeah, write write the the arcs better. Which is, I mean, that's that's a, that's worthy of praise. I mean, getting you know those things down, any show should be striving to do that. So the fact that Sleepy Hollow has you know kind of has that down of having the characterizations, having those emotional moments, having and let alone having you know the the look of the series and everything like it. Having a lot of those things under control, it could certainly be much worse, especially a show called Sleepy Hollow. It could be, it could easily be like the butt of a lot of jokes for networks, but instead it's this very successful TV series. <laughs> I think a lot of people 
uh, you know, in, as we all know, people are quick to, uh, judge things before they've seen them. And when you hear about a Sleepy Hollow TV show, your mind is gonna naturally be skeptical. And the show, I think, really proved the naysayers wrong. And it's at the point now where you have, like, the article Brandon mentioned, like, how to fix the show, which means people are invested, people care, care, people get enough. You know, if it shows a bad show, no one's going to bother writing the, you know, how to fix, uh, you know, whatever it is. Duck Dynasty. Yeah, exactly. I was going to (laughs) say, that's why I didn't want to offend anyone. Some of our listeners may be real housewives or Duck Dynasty fans. Um, I think the biggest problem is is they're sort of uh, stuck with John Noble's character. Well, yeah, I, I, there's also, like, I've uh, been watching Constantine, which is yeah. a very similar show yeah. to Sleepy yeah. Hollow, what they're trying to do. And I watch Constantine, and I kind of miss Sleepy Hollow while I'm watching. I wish it was Sleepy Hollow. I'm not saying Constantine's bad. I have I have enjoyed it to a degree, but I'm just there's something Sleepy Hollow has that is missing. From I, I think it's having that kind of that twosome of Ichabod and Abby, let alone just a cast that seems to work really well. Where Constantine, yeah. I mean, they had to ditch the female lead they had for the first pilot and get a whole new one. I mean, so they didn't really have the that grounded base right off the bat, which Sleepy Hollow somehow managed to do pretty easily. <laughs> Right. Here, here's the thing. I, I think as a, this season progresses a little bit more, and again, we're coming up to the halfway point, the first season was pretty tightly plotted. It told a you know, relatively complete story with twists and revelations, and now this second season is a lot more you know, sort of threat of the week based. And if that's what the show is going to be going forward, that's fine. We just have to sort of settle into that. And, and if that's what it is, it's a pretty good version of that type of show. You know, you say it's better than Constantine, and it is. Uh, I'd even say as much as I like it, it, you know, it's running better than Supernatural has been lately um, in terms of that type of show. But the first season was unique because it moved so fast and so much happened and the twists were so uh, unexpected. And now it's sort of settled a little bit. Yeah, at the same time, we could be kind of speaking, not necessarily out of turn, because even if something changes, it doesn't dismiss the problems that we already have. But the show, you know... Next week is the halfway point, which is actually a little surprising. I didn't realize that, but we are moving pretty quickly. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe the second half or even the last, you know, the final third could have some real momentum to it based on all the various seeds that it's planted throughout this first, you know, portion of the season. Oh, definitely. And the one thing I I will say before we, you know, can, like, delve more into this episode in particular is that although there have been many uh, of the week threats, the Wendigo and now this week with the Succubus, they are all a direct result of the big bad. Yeah. Um, they're not yeah. just, you know, like on other shows, whether it be Buffy or even Constantine, which is new, or Supernatural, these, you know, monsters that our heroes fight just come out of nowhere. There's, you know, some ancillary characters that they have to protect or save, and then they move on, and maybe there's a little nugget drop of, you know, the, the myth arc. Here, at least, it is all tied in. On the flip side, that you know, makes it a little bit uh, uh, silly. It's like really keeps failing and keeps trying new things and keeps failing. It's like, let's try something different, writers. So it's both a pro and a con at the same time. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I mean, the the show is trying to do various dynamic changes by basically the use of Katrina in this season so far, among things like Holly, obviously, as well. Um, but they're they're they have other things that were good. They about do, them. yeah. I, yeah. Like Irving, like I'd love to see more of him. In yeah, 
That's, and Jenny, too. I mean, they, Jenny, who's been in the cast, but we've only seen right. so often. Yeah. I feel like we saw her more in the first season when she was a guest star than now when she's in the credits. Especially, so, especially given true, this Holly, yeah. especially given the Holly character, who's you know been a constant presence, and he's not even in the cast. So. Oh yeah, Holly. I mean, he's like the third main character this season. Like there was a there was a. Ch- I thought he was. I thought because we had so much Holly, I thought he was gonna like they're gonna kill him off this episode just because it's like oh that makes sense they set us up so we can like get rid of this like well that wouldn't pay off the Jenny romance thing or the Abby romance thing but whatever. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into Heartless. Um, I'm going to do something a bit different. I'm going to be less scene-specific and more just kind of clump everything into one maybe paragraph if I can so we can just talk about the whole thing right away, if that sounds good with you guys. Definitely. Sure. Go for it. So basically, yeah, the episode starts. We get we mentioned this last week of kind of something that seems like a dire situation, but it's not really that. Uh, we get that in the form of Ab- uh, Ichabod and Katrina watching reality television. <laughs> um, we get a scene like that. Abby enters the scene she we basically get the idea that abby is not too much of a fan of the distraction that katrina seems to be causing to the scenario as the two are ichabod and katrina are you know reunited now and having time to catch up um meanwhile we get over to the succubus character basically a innocent man is taken in by this woman who suddenly kind of bewitches him with various phrases that seem to line up with the way he's thinking, and she manages to lure him outside to a secluded area and suck his life out of him. We get back, Abraham's pretty pissed off that Katrina is gone and they can't seem to do much about her, but we'll let that rest for now. We get another succubus attack, uh, this time on a, on a female character, uh, because the succubus is for everybody. Um, <laughs> um, we do see Henry like summon the succubus, but I think that yeah, that happens too. We see we see this take place. Basically, what was happening last week, I guess he was harnessing. I don't even know if actually if last week ties into this. I think that ties into the end of the episode. But regardless, we see Henry harness the powers of a succubus based off this heart that he puts in a jar. We'll get back to that later. As the succubus attacks continue, we eventually get to back to Holly. Uh, Abby recruits him for help because Ichabod and Katrina they're doing their own thing. Holly. Does he even does he like reject Abby or I guess he says he'll try right doesn't he like to yeah, do whatever it is yeah I mean like yeah every Holly stick is like no I don't want to help you guys but okay I'll help you guys okay I'm done with you guys yeah and then you'll see him next week exactly yeah, but this time we do get a kind of an amp up of the Abby Holly relationship which I guess was hinted at a couple episodes back when we really didn't see much of it but now it's certainly here and much fuller of force uh, regardless. Abby leaves Holly at the bar because he's content on finding some woman to hook up with, and that eventually leads him to the succubus as well. Fortunately, Ichabod and Ab- or Abby, Ichabod and Katrina are able to kind of figure things out, and they're able to join up with Abby and save Holly just in time. Holly himself puts up a fight as well because he has various amulets and things, because that's how Holly rolls, right? Um, prepared for <laughs> the worst. Yes. Um, what a boy scout. Yeah. He took the Matthew Conaghy school of Murphy's Law, apparently, so he knows anything anything that can happen will happen. We basically get a mission at this point where Abby and Katrina are going to go and try to find the jar containing the heart to the succubus, while Ichabod and Holly try to find the succubus to prevent her from causing further damage. So Ichabod and Holly go to the club, and uh, Abby and Katrina go to, go to the tomb. As this is happening, Ichabod and Holly interact. Ichabod is concerned about Holly's feelings for... Abby, and he tries to bring that up, but before long, they're going after a succubus. They eventually get into a brawl with the succubus. Meanwhile, Abby and Katrina are dealing with this whole find-the-heart thing. They eventually find 
Um, the jar containing said hearts, and it has this kind of spell over it where they see just nasty stuff that's in the way of the desired item, which is the heart. But Abby reaches her hand, and anyway, she manages to grab the heart out. Katrina puts a spell, or she she does her thing, and she's able, able to destroy the heart. Leads to Ichabod and Holly being able to kill the succubus. And in all of this, Katrina uh, is then able to have a discussion with Abby about what the current status is of their mission as a whole, when which she decides that she should go back to Abraham in order to be more useful of a piece of information. Uh, Abby understands this, and she's she's happy with this choice because it means their mission is can further on. Uh, she when she reunites with Ichabod, she explains what's happened. Ichabod basically accepts this begrudgingly but understandably and then at the very end of the episode we get back to henry who has apparently created some sort of demon baby (laughs) um much to the dismay of katrina who's back in the clutches of abraham and henry so all that happened all right that's been the ichabod Greencast. see you guys next oh yeah wait (laughs) heads will roll thanks bye (laughs) thanks guys bye-bye uh yeah there's a lot to swallow uh in one fell swoop. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'll try to do a better job of having something in advance ready to kind of summarize the episode next time. But uh, for now, this it is somewhat easier to kind of get get us all, everything out of the way so we can just kind of talk about the episode as a whole. Uh, let's, regardless, uh, yeah. let's talk about succubuses or succubi. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, uh, good stuff in far, as far as kind of creating a demon threat goes. I was a fan of it. What are um, you guys have any favorite uh, succubi from other... Uh, fiction. South Park is what I generally think of. <laughs> <laughs> what What about uh, the uh, the segment from uh, VHS? Oh, that's a oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a that has a that has some drastic um, end results for well, all the characters. But <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, the succubus is a you know folkloric mythological creature dating back to medieval times. There are even some people who, perhaps jokingly, but uh, have written or theorized that after uh, the Adam and Eve debacle happened uh, in the Garden of Eden, that Eve was the very first succubus. Hmm. Yeah, well, um, with that in mind, yeah, I mean, this succubus for this episode, uh, we only got to see her kind of, we got, I guess we got like two moments to really see her in like full succubi, see like two full succubi formations of her, which is basically like a a red demon creature with, with horns, were there horns, right? Yeah. Mhm. Very devil-esque. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean it it looked neat like it's not like I get, if I'm holding like weeping lady on the top of like really cool demon creations for Sleepy Hollow, it's like below that but still, you know, effective enough. My favorite is still um from earlier this season, he sort of just kind of ran away and I keep waiting for him to come back. What was it? What was that? Oh, remember. yeah. Uh Headless oh, 2. Uh, still. Yeah, the one they they helped them fight. Still heading. Um, what's what, what, what was he called in, in that show? I can't that, even... Yeah. Um, hmm. what, was, what was he called? What was that little bugger called? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let's keep talking about it. I'll look it up. Let's keep talking about it. What, Brandon, what did you think of the succubus? No, the succubus was fine. I, I, think, I think they played it just perfectly. It wasn't like overkill. It was fitting. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. And she, she was attractive but somewhat normal in her appearance, which I thought was kind of cool. The kindred. Kindred. Oh yeah, yeah. Kindred. yes, yes. Bring him back. But no, it was a, it was yeah. a solid. It was a solid monster. Yeah, it did its job. I mean, I, I was legit worried for Holly as much as it's like a character that 
shouldn't necessarily i mean we care about holly i would say yeah i didn't think he was going though they haven't really fully explored yeah that was what everything with him that was kind of back in my mind like well that wouldn't make any sense but at the same time i was like well i hope he i thought maybe this would be the monster this would be the monster that finally got him to just fully team up but no even no that's not happening yeah no (laughs) i kind of felt like some of the club scenes in the episode Felt like they be- were from a different show. It, We've never really gone that avenue. Have no, we? no, I, I know it was just you know a un- like a unique locale, and I don't know. I mean, it's a filming style or the production design of the clubs, may- and it, it might have been inten- intentional. I know. think the, the whole episode was kind of lit differently than previous ones. Like I noticed that right from the start, it, lo- it looked a little bit um, softer, softer, a little uh, more bold with its colors. Which, yeah, and I think that might have been, I think it's obviously a directorial choice because that's what happened. But, I mean, we didn't have any flash. I don't think we, we didn't have any flashbacks this episode, no. right? No. Um, I, And having that kind of, emphasizing the club stuff and emphasizing a lot of the kind of the romance of this episode and for as far as kind of Ichabod and Katrina go, as well as the kind of Holly, Abby stuff going on. And then, yeah, and obviously, you know, having a succubus involved is you know, a, cre- a creature that kind of, Oh yeah, presents lust. itself as uh, showing ideas of, of desire and lust um, in this kind yeah, of one. Desire and, and love was definitely the theme of the episode. Those writers calling the episode heartless when really it's all about heart, not heartless. Exactly. In regards to that, the episode played with a lot of interesting different uh, dynamics. Um you know, after last week's uh, demon baby pregnancy debacle, this was like the first time we've really seen Ichabod and Katrina coexisting just in a sort of day-to-day without, you know, someone trying to kill them or magic being afoot. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it is like, which is quite fitting because at the end of the episode, Katrina's gone, so it's, you know, kind of back to status quo. That's cool. <laughs> uh, which is something, honestly, I didn't, like, I did not expect. I kind of figured they were putting so much emphasis on how Abby was kind of annoyed by the fact that Ichabod seems to be distracted now, and it's kind of putting a hitch in the step of Ichabod and Abby team up to do something fun and clever together. So, well, it reversed, like, the, the episode starts with, you know, Abby being the odd one out with Ichabod and, yeah. and Katrina, and the, by the end, it's Ichabod the odd one, odd one out with Holly and Abby. Am I the only one that feels like Ichabod is Ichabod? Sorry, is slowly falling out of love with Katrina. I I don't I I don't necessarily see like the spark that puts these two together, but at the same time, I think that comes from just something the show's always not necessarily struggled with, but it's never really had to delve too far into i think we've always just seen it as the kind of ichabod and abby are really great platonic friends kind of show and there's also other characters in their lives kind of thing uh but i so i i don't know if i would chalk it up to ichabod's character is falling out of love with katrina necessarily as much as i just i'm not sure if i've ever seen these actors as ones that had the greatest of chemistry compared to who we'd already have there was an interesting comment someone made i can't remember at this point where they're talking about uh Ick, and, and they basically said that his desire wasn't as strong as it used to be. Well, I think the the sense of urgency is gone as well. Like she's out of purgatory at this point, and she's she, she's pretty much safe. Like I don't think Ichabod's necessarily. I mean, last week obviously. I think I think by the way, last week I think he was quite concerned for Katrina, but 
Well, on a kind of a regular basis compared to last season, I do think he's more or less has emotions somewhat in check in a reasonable sense, as far as you can when your wife is locked up with the headless horseman. <laughs> well, and at the end of the episode, he had a sense of confidence with her, too, when yeah. you think it, he's going to be devastated by what she did, but he's kind of like, yep, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And then on the flip side, of course, we have uh, Abby and Holly. Macking. <laughs> Macking. <laughs> and we, we, we sort of struggled a, a couple weeks ago when the synopsis of the episode said that there were unexpected flirtations with Abby and Holly, whereas in the episode as it occurred, it was really uh, Jenny and Holly who had some sort of previous sexual relationship. Now it finally seems to be shifting, and I think it's pretty darn clear that Holly has a big fat crush on Abby Mills. And Abby is big. I mean, I wouldn't say it's as strong as an infatuation, but she certainly seems to harbor some feelings for Holly. She just doesn't want them to get in the way. She likes playing hard to get. There you go. Well, I think she also has to consider her sister. I don't. Does she? Well, I don't the, think she knows. I don't think she knows about the. That's going to be an issue coming up, probably. Yeah. Okay. That's why we haven't seen Jenny. Drama rama. If Jenny's if Jenny's present, they can't sit building their building this little flirtation. Yeah, I think that anyways, it's inevitable that we're headed to some sort of... Love problems! Relationship between uh, Captain Holly, uh, Explorer Extraordinaire, and Abby Mills, Supernatural Detective. And let's not forget how much we were championing the Irving and and Jenny scenario from last season as well. Yes. And, and Irving, still... man, please get... Where... Oh, I, I miss know. him. Yeah, I get miss Ir- him. Like, get more Irving. I do miss him too. Arla- you know, Orlando Jones is so good in the show. <laughs> yeah. He brings like a sort of a vital. I don't want to say he's necessarily the glue that holds it all together, but he, I think he kind of was in the first season. He was a good point of authority with everything, like without seeing out of line in his line of thinking. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I figured it out. I know why this episode felt so different from the other ones. What? Not once were we in the tombs or in the library or in their research zones. Not once. And there wasn't some crazy connection to history, was there? No. Because like, I feel like every episode this season has been like, oh, we have Benjamin Franklin and Benedict Arnold. And I mean, we we and did that. have like Henry and Abe were in the tombs to get the succubus out, and then we had Katrina and Abby in the tomb to find the heart. <laughs> It's a different tomb, though, not the one. Fair, that yeah. It wasn't, no. yeah, it wasn't the regular locales. I get, yes, I could concur. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not disagreeing that the episode does have a different sort of feel to it. Which, I mean, the you mentioned the club scenes, which is just more of a kind of a Ichabod goes to a club kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh... Again, not, I'm not, not. These are not all criticisms, just observations. That yeah, that's said. yeah. I, I, I don't any of it as criticism. Yeah. Kind of unique. I, I thought, you know, it's a pretty good episode, all things considered. Yeah, I, I would certainly say, like, compared to last week, it's a little, you know, on the lower end, but, I mean, it's still, it, it presents us with a creature that we, you know, haven't seen on the show before, it gives us some some fun character interaction stuff. I mean, yeah, we have, like, the reality TV joke stuff at the beginning, and, you know, Ichabod in a club in general is just, I mean, that one sentence is like, there you go, there's your episode right there. I love the, I love the little detail in this episode of, of like, seeing different different fears like different people see different things like with the maggots and the rats and then the baby at the end yeah when it's yeah. obviously a demon baby sitting there but all she sees is yeah i like that little aspect they can play in some cool horror if they focus an entire episode to it 
They sure could. You want to speculate on what could come next from this baby? You think Katrina's going to be forced to raise this thing? And she's going to want to protect it because she's right. going to just keep seeing a baby. She's going to have a hard time seeing anything else. And and I'm sure before the season's out, it'll be you know it'll be a child within a couple episodes, and she'll probably have a close bond to it. Oh, so you're, you're it's going to be like a Renesmee type deal? Plus, yeah. Plus she had she probably has a feeling because it was a part of her too. So there's sort of that. That's because she could sense stuff. So there's still an attachment. Yeah, I kind of feel like this demon baby is going to be the thing that may finally, uh, you know bring Katrina over to the dark side to an extent. That's one way to do it, that's for sure. Yeah. And that her actions will be dictated by her desire to protect the baby. Those actions may just happen to be aligned with what Mr. Sin Eater, or Mr. War, whatever you want to call him, wants. I did like uh, Katrina's kind of use of magic in this episode, too. Like, it's fairly limited because of the stress of last week, but she has, like, moments where she, like, raised her hand and, like, all the candles lit or like she's using the maps and kind of directing. She like she managed to like find uh, the succubus at one point by like using little stuff on the map. That was pretty neat. There's just little fun stuff like that that I always appreciate in this show. She should just do a spell and be like, "All right, here are all the knives. Go kill Henry." <laughs> what do we think of the before? We talked about the succubus. We didn't really talk about the kind of the the, the female character that plays her. But what do we think of this? Her name is Lilith, and uh, yeah, it's just of, a very common name for. Succubus characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't really have much of an opinion. I didn't think she was good. Yeah. She was, you know, alluring enough where she had to be, but uh, she didn't stand out to me in any one way or another. I looked I don't the, know if the material gave her that much to. No, it did, yeah, it yeah. She had to, you know, be uh, appear attractive and entice the the people, and then suck out their soul. So. It's fine. She was fine. All right. Uh, any, anything else you want to say about this episode? We had a uh, yeah. Uh, I well, I, I respect. I understand with the, with the nature of like network television stuff, but it still peeves me that Katrina's back over with the bad guys. So it's like, wh- why'd we let her out to begin with? If she goes right back, like I just feel like it's a, a, a bit of a running in place sort of thing. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, the show is turning its wheels just a little bit. Yeah, I, is, I, I understand when, you know, this is a, a thing that comes with, like, network television and things with big, bigger episode orders, but it doesn't mean it doesn't annoy me a little, but aside from that, I thought it was a solid episode, but just look, the I ending, mean, I was like, ah. You can look at it two ways, and this is kind of what we were talking about before. You know, you can look at it in context of the, the season as a whole, and what it accomplished, but at the same time, you know, you look at it as an individual entity, because that's what an episode is. There's a beginning yeah. and it has a its own story, and on, on those terms, did it entertain you? You know, and it's, it can be tough to reconcile the two. Oh, uh, no, I, I have a complete separation. The episode was fine. It was just the, the, the end where they're no, setting I, up was like, eh. And I agree. It's just, you know, it's kind of like you have to appease both both hands it's not always easy not always easy Aaron what what, what about you what do you think yeah I thought the episode was pretty average um, I it's the kind of thing it's I wouldn't say it's as, you know as not bad but you know in the in the kind of realm that the Wendy the Wendigo episode was in but it's the kind of thing where you see the word succubus and you get kind of excited in the same way you get excited when you see the word Wendigo and while I guess they technically delivered on the potential of that 
or well, they delivered on the idea of that creature, I would say there was still more potential to there was potential to do more with that kind of character that was you know decently covered, but not like entirely. Yeah, last week was also a tough act to follow. That that's really- yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is kind of my same thoughts on Gotham as well uh, this week. It kind of all ties together. So I mean, whatever whatever bump they had last week of like this is how we should do things, it kind of like went back down again. And but I'll be curious, you know, to see where things go in the next few weeks because I know like the show does have to you know take a break at some point. Like I'm presuming at the like end of this month, if not like the first week of December or something like that. So yeah, we take breaks. The show doesn't apparently. Yeah. <laughs> we need our high, you know, our life goes on. I mean, according to the schedule, there are is a new episode next week as well as the twenty fourth. Um, <laughs> Thereafter, the schedule remains unclear at this point, so that could be a hiatus. I and bet there will be one episode in December, and then it'll come back in January. That's okay. this was. I think that's what they did last year. Well, last year was weird because there was only like two episodes in January. Yes. You know, you know that episode of, uh, on November twenty fourth would be episode ten, so they could take a couple weeks and then come back with the final eight in January after the holidays. I, I don't know. But that uh, Kevin Bacon show has to come back, right? And that usually takes Sleepy Hollow's place. I don't know if it is this year. I don't know. Okay. I know it's coming back, but yeah, I don't know if the uh, how that schedule's working exactly. You know, Fox may have also been playing wait and see what happens with their other uh, new dramas. Like, I, I right. Say, you know, if Red Band Society gets uh, canceled or something, they could shove it in there. I don't know what the plan is, to be honest. Yeah, well, we'll see, I guess. Um, but with all that said... Um, Let's move on, I guess, then. Uh, Brandon, what's uh, what's next week's episode? Next week, Mama. A series of mysterious deaths at Terrytown Psych leads Abby and Ichabod to discover that an especially surprising spirit is involved. And if you saw the preview for next week after the episode, you know who that spirit is. I actually didn't watch the preview, so now I'm... And we get some excited. Jenny action. We get some Jenny action. Well, now I'm let's doubly excited. Let's give a spoiler alert here, and uh, why don't you tell us who that that spirit is? Well, does does Aaron want to know? I kind of don't know. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited to not know what something crazy apparently is going to happen or whatever. No, that in mind, cool. Yeah, nothing like an episode called Mama. I hope it's better than the feature film of the same name. I do too. Um, It'll probably have better effects. I'll tell you that. There you go. Well, with all that said, I think that's going to bring us to the end of our tale this week in the Hollow. Uh, so yeah, feel free to email us at ichapodcranecast at gmail.com. Let us know if you know the schedule of Sleepy Hollow, because we'd certainly like to find that out. Um, also follow us on Twitter, at ichapodcrane. I'm, I'm generally live-tweeting the episodes uh, every week on Monday on the West Coast, so that's a lot of fun, generally. And uh, there's also the Facebook page, facebook.com, so ichapodcrane. And yeah, of course, you can find our show on iTunes, and uh, it'd be wonderful if you were able to you know, send us an iTunes review and a rating. That'd be, it'd be great to help our show out, help other other people find our show and what have you. And with all that said, uh, Brandon, uh, where can people find more of your work? Um, you can follow me uh, at BT Peters. Uh, I have a blog called Naptown Nerd, which is naptownnerd.blogspot.com, and I write reviews for whysoblue.com. Maxwell? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaxwell. Uh, visit my site, cinemaxwell.com, and uh, next week I'm going to be trying my hand at the uh, video review game, which seems to be gaining some steam uh, in the world of online film criticism, so uh, look for those. I'll be tweeting tweeting about those next week. Very cool. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. You can find 
my personal site, thecodazeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at wisetheblue.com, where I do my reviews there as well. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it this week, guys, uh, for the Ikepa Cranecast. Uh, so, yeah, I think until we get to Mama next week, that's going to do it. So, until next time, heads will roll! Good morrow, y'all.